Our preaching passage this morning is from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 to 16. I encourage you, if you have a Bible, open it up and look at it with me. Hebrews 13, 7 to 16. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. This is God's word. Amen. Please be seated. I remember the pain that I felt in my legs and the exhaustion that I was going through as I climbed up Lone Peak on Labor Day weekend a few years ago. The sky was clear blue and the scenery was beautiful. You could see for miles on end. And I started the day feeling really good. But then as the hills turned into mountains and the trails turned into, well, not quite trails very much at all, I got absolutely exhausted. I was running a trail race that takes place every year at Big Sky Ski Resort in Montana And I guess that explains why the trails weren't really running trails. It's a ski resort. But, and by running, I mean barely slogging along up and down, hill after hill, mountain after mountain. And it wasn't until after 31 miles, almost two miles up and down, and ten and a half hours of running that I crossed the finish line. I learned a little bit more that day what perseverance was. Perseverance is, by its very definition, hard, challenging, difficult, exhausting. It's keeping on going when all you want to do is give up. It's continuing. What would be so much easier just to stop? It means not giving in when the going gets tough and then not giving in yet again when the going gets even tougher. Today is, of course, the last Sunday of 2020. What a year it's been. 
The global pandemic has brought so much change to our lives, things we never could have dreamed of a year ago. There's also been political fervor and change and polarization to a greater degree than many times, even in recent memory. Not only that, we've also seen racial injustice and tension more clearly than we have for many years. There's been a lot to take in this year, hasn't there? It's been a hard year for many of us, really, I think for most of us. It's been a challenging year, nothing like we expected. And now, it's the last Sunday in 2020, and it's a chance for us to look back at the year that we've just come through and to look forward for the year to come. It's crazy to think that 2021 starts later this week. As we look forward to what this year might hold, it's more uncertain than ever. What will 2021 be like? Will it be worse than this year? Better? About the same? We don't know. And we really have no way of knowing, do we? But what we do know is that we are called to live a life that is faithful to the Lord, to persevere in our faith no matter what, to live a life of faithful perseverance no matter what the year has in store for us. So what does it look like to live a life of faithful perseverance in 2021? Perhaps this past year has been so difficult and challenging that it has tested your faith more strongly, maybe even than ever before in your life. I think that's been the case for a lot of people this year. Maybe the trials you've faced have caused you to doubt your faith and wonder if it's really all worth it. I think a lot of people have been there. Maybe you haven't really seen God at work and you're wondering, does he still care? Where is he? Or maybe your faith hasn't been tested to that kind of degree, but you still want to start this year, 2021, fresh with a renewed vigor for being faithful to the Lord this year. Whatever the case is, our passage in Hebrews 13 speaks to this. It exhorts us to live a life of faithful perseverance, no matter what. No matter what the future holds, faithful perseverance. It was written to people who had come to Christ. This whole letter of Hebrews was written to people who had come to Christ, but they'd faced a lot of trials, and in fact, they'd endured a lot of them. But it was then coming to a point where the trial was becoming more severe, and they were wondering, is it really worth it? And the author of the book of Hebrews, over and over again, so carefully shows them how Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all the scriptures. He's the one they've been searching for. He's the one they must have faith in. And ultimately, Jesus is better. And chapter 13 comes to the very end of this letter of exhortation, and it has some practical implications for what this kind of life of faithful perseverance entails. And just like these early Christians, we are called as well to hold on to Christ no matter what. Faithful perseverance. So what does it look like to live this way in 2021? 
with all the uncertainties that we face, all the difficulties that we have faced and very well may continue to have to endure. Well, this passage shows us three aspects of a life of faithful perseverance. Faithful perseverance involves who we follow, where we look, and how we live. So who do we follow? We follow those who have pointed us to Christ as they themselves followed Christ. Christ is enough, always and forever. Where do we look? We look to Christ on the cross. He paid for our sins, and we can be strengthened by the grace that is found in Jesus Christ. And how do we live? Well, we live in light of the city that is to come, recognizing we have no ultimate home here. We we bear the reproach of Christ. We praise God with our lips, and we live lives of self-sacrifice and compassion to those around us. We follow Christ, we look to Christ, and we live for Christ. When we do these things, we can live with faithful perseverance, no matter what 2021 has in store. So first, who we follow, we see this in verses 7 and 8. Who, we are, to, who are we to follow if we want to live this kind of life of faithful perseverance, keeping on going, not letting go of our faith in 2021? Well, we're to follow those who taught us to follow Christ. Verse 7, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. The writer of this letter wanted to remind these Christians of the early years of their faith and who it was that pointed them to Christ. An example to follow is found in those who guided us to Christ, who spoke the word of God to us. These people perhaps have been teachers, pastors, elders, but what is most important is that their leadership didn't come from a title they had or a position they held, but rather from the fact that they spoke the word of God. These were faithful leaders. They preached the gospel. They opened the scriptures. They saw Jesus as the fulfillment to everything that God had promised his people. They spoke of the hope that is to be found in Christ alone. But these faithful leaders had died. Perhaps it had been a long time since they had first heard the gospel from them. Perhaps these leaders had died through martyrdom. We don't know for sure, but what is clear is that these leaders who taught the word of God, who proclaimed the gospel, they did so through the entire expanse of their life all the way to the very end. No matter the hardships they faced, they endured They trusted Christ. These people preached the good news about Christ. They didn't give up. Their faith was rock solid all the way to the end. And that is the example that we're called to remember. Remember your leaders who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. The people may have died, but their witness lives on. It's much like in Hebrews eleven four, where it talks about the example of Abel. Though he died, he still speaks. These leaders' lives were examples to follow because the outcome of the, their way of life was clear for everyone to see. A life of faith from start to finish, all the way to the very end. Their conduct in life demonstrated their unwavering commitment to Christ, 
speaking the Word of God, putting off sin, putting on righteousness, and even in their death, the unshakable peace that comes from knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's faith that's worthy of imitation. And we follow their faith because they followed Christ. This, this faith that they held and the faith that we hold today is not a faith without an object. In fact, as verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a wonderful statement about our Lord. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Never changing. Always constant. And even when our circumstances shift and change, he does not. He is always worthy of our trust. He is always worthy of our confidence. He Yesterday was the source, the object of this unshakable faith of those who preached the word of God to us, and today is the very same Jesus he was then, and he will be that way forever. The very same Jesus who walked the earth 2,000 years ago, who was with the 12 disciples, is the same Jesus who's with you today. The very same Jesus who met the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus and changed his life forever is the very same Jesus who is with you today. And the very same Jesus who has been with Christians for centuries and millennia, even the very same Jesus who is with those who taught you to follow Christ, is the very same Jesus that you and I can put our faith in today, never changing, yesterday, today, forever. The message about him is constant. 2020 hasn't changed that. And neither will 2021, no matter what it brings. Growing up, we had some close family friends, and their grandmother was like a grandmother to me. As she grew older, she ended up developing dementia and has since passed away. But I remember visiting her in the nursing home before she died. I was very, I was, I was young at that point in my life, but, but that, that experience has still left an imprint on my life to this day. She, she couldn't remember who I was. Dementia had stripped just about everything from her mind. We talked for a while, and before I left, I read some scripture out loud. And as I read from Philippians 2, about the humility and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I looked up, and right along with me, silently was reciting every single word. When everything's stripped away from me, that's what I want to be like. When nothing else is constant in my life, that's the kind of outcome of life that I want to have. Faithful to the very end, Jesus Christ the same, yesterday and today and forever. 2020 has been a year that has stripped so much away from so many people. Some more, some less, but I think all of us have had something stripped away from us this year. And I know for many, this has been a year of profound loss. The loss of a loved one the loss of a job, the loss of stability and normalcy, the loss of friendships and community, 
so much has been stripped away, and it can sometimes be incredibly difficult to live faithfully in the midst of times like these. But remember this, that same Jesus who is with those who came before you is the same Jesus who is with you today, and he will never be taken away from you. He has not left you, nor will he leave you. And even though this past year has turned so much upside down, and quite frankly, even though we don't know what next year will hold, we do know this, that Christ does not change. The gospel is sure, and the author and perfecter of our faith will always remain. Cling to Christ in 2021. Hold on to your hope in him this coming year. He is faithful. He does not change. So remember those leaders. Imitate their faith. Follow them as they followed Christ. Perhaps you'll even take some time this last week of 2020 to take some time to remember someone who has taught the Word of God to you. A former leader. Maybe it's a parent or a friend, a teacher, an author, a pastor. Who was it that first taught you the Word of God? Write down a few things about their faith. What was it like? What was the outcome of their way of life? Perhaps even when it stood up in the midst of testing and imitate that kind of faith in the year to come. Faithful perseverance is marked by who we follow, clinging to Christ in all circumstances, no matter what comes. Who we follow and also where we look. Faithful perseverance is marked by looking to the cross of Christ for grace. And verses 9 through 12 show us that the reason we can put our trust and our confidence in Jesus Christ is that on the cross, he was the once and for all atoning sacrifice for our sins. Verse 9 says, Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it's good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. In other words, what you eat or don't eat aren't what give you spiritual strength, but God's grace does. It's not the external ritual that gives spiritual strength, but the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross does. God's grace strengthens the heart. God's grace gives you spiritual strength And over the next few verses, the author of Hebrews looks back into the Old Testament to show us what God's grace looks like and how it gives us that spiritual strength. Verses 10 and 11, we have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. These verses bring us back to the book of Leviticus in the Old Testament where it talks about how to perform these sacrifices for atonement, sacrifices for sin. For some of these sacrifices um, in the Old Testament, the priests who offered them were allowed to take some of the leftover meat and eat it. It was a way that was given to them to to provide for them as they worked in the Lord's service. But there were some sacrifices where they were not allowed to eat from. This included sacrifices for atonement. And in Leviticus 16, it talks about 
how the blood of the atonement sacrifices was to be brought into the holy place and used in the atonement rituals, but the bodies of the animals were, were unclean. They'd been used as part of a sacrifice for sin. They had to be taken away outside the camp, away from God's people, and burned. It was only through the shedding of blood and the removal of sin that people can be made holy. So then verse 12, so Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Jesus' death was indeed a sacrifice for sin. His body was broken outside the gate. His blood was shed on the altar of the cross. And while the Levitical priests could not eat of this sacrificial offering, could not be strengthened by it, the Christian is invited to come and feed on Christ, the better sacrifice. As Jesus himself said in John 6, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Feeding on Christ. Strengthened by grace. Jesus' sacrifice is the better one. But this spiritual strength is only for those who leave behind the old external rituals and look to Christ alone in faith. Would you do that this morning? Would you look to Christ in faith? Would you come to him and ask for the forgiveness of your sins? It's not merely an external ritual that you perform, but an inward transformation, an inward strengthening of your heart by the very grace of God. It's not a process of doing enough to work your way towards God and somehow, someday, get good enough for Him to accept you. If you do that, you'll never gain Him. You'll never get to God, and you'll have no right to participate in the sacrifice of Christ. But if you turn in faith, by the grace of God, you will be saved from your sins. This is the grace we need to faithfully persevere in 2021. For the moments that we fail miserably to follow God, be strengthened by His grace. For the moments when that sin that clings so closely just keeps on coming back, be strengthened by the grace of God. For those moments when you feel the weight of your sin Be strengthened by the grace of God. It is enough and, in fact, is the only way to be forgiven. Remember that Christ's sacrifice has the power to give spiritual strength, strengthening by grace. In fact, he went to the cross for the purpose of sanctifying the people. Through the blood of Jesus, you can be made new, washed clean, forgiven. One of my favorite hymns is the hymn, There is a Fountain Filled with Blood. And it was written by William Cooper, who himself wrestled mightily and and intensely at times with feelings of guilt and despair over his own sinfulness and 
shortcomings. And the words he wrote about the peace that comes through faith in Christ are incredible. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day, and there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. Ere since by faith I saw the stream thy flowing wounds supply, redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. The holy for the unholy, the righteous for the unrighteous. As it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We need to look no further for grace than the cross of Christ, no further for forgiveness than the cross of Christ. Faithful perseverance includes who we follow and where we look, but also how we live. There's no more need for sacrifices to pay for sin. We know that Jesus was the once and for all sacrifice, but there still is an offering we can give. We give our lives as a sacrifice. We bear the reproach of Christ. We live lives of praise, and we show compassion and love towards our neighbor. Verses 13 and 14 remind us that in this life we will face trials, and this world is not our home. We bear the reproach of Christ. Verses 13 and 14, therefore let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured, for here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Just like Jesus went outside the gate of the city, so we too follow in his footsteps and go outside the camp. We, it means rejecting the confines of comfort and convenience that often surround us, these systems and things we build up around ourselves to make it safer, comfortable, convenient. When we identify with Jesus' death in our place, for the forgiveness of our sins, we also identify with the kind of life that he lived. He went outside the gate, and so we follow in his footsteps. We bear the reproach he endured, just as Jesus lived being scoffed at, being rejected, being humiliated, constantly giving of himself for people who would reject him. It's the same thing with us. We're to bear the reproach of Christ, persevering in our faithfulness to that kind of life, even if it costs us everything. That's the cost of discipleship. To put it in another way, we take up our cross and follow him. And just as Jesus lived in light of eternity, so we too follow in his footsteps, not looking to our own comfort and security in this life, 
but looking forward to a heavenly city that is our true home. The road of faithful perseverance includes bearing the reproach of Christ, and just like he bore the shame of the cross outside the camp, rejected by men, we must be willing to do the same, to separate from the world and cling to Christ. Standing firm in our faith, even if it means being rejected by others, persevering in faithfulness, even at great cost to ourselves. We do this knowing that this world is not our home. We have no home here. Any goodwill we build up, any treasure that we acquire, any hope that we invest in here on this earth will not last, at least not for eternity. But that doesn't mean that we have no home. It's just not here. We do have a home, and our true home is in heaven with our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not this vague, theoretical place that may or may not exist. No, it is a sure hope. It's a real place, a tangible city that we look forward to. It's a sure hope, one that we can be confident in. That is our true home. No matter what comes our way in 2021, let's keep our eyes fixed on that hope. The hope that one day Jesus will return and bring his children home to their eternal dwelling place. Living with faithful perseverance means having that heavenly mindset, being willing to bear the reproach of Christ. So stand firm in Christ at work, even at great cost to yourself. Stand firm in Christ in your family, no matter the cost, even if It's a high cost. Stand firm in Christ with your friends, even if you're rejected. In the midst of the difficulties that the coming year surely will bring, cling to Christ all the more closely. Set your eyes on that city that is to come. It's a sure hope. We bear the reproach of Christ. We also live lives of praise to God. Verse 15 says, Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. This is another sacrifice, a living sacrifice, so to speak. And it's a sacrifice of praise, honoring God, giving him the praise and glory that he deserves. It's described as fruit. Fruit is something that grows more and more as maturity grows more and more. Just like a fruit tree that gets planted at first yields some fruit, as it grows more and more, as it soaks in sun and takes in water and acquires nutrients, it grows and it yields better fruit in greater abundance more and more. It's the same kind of thing with the fruit of praise. It's not simple, simply an, an external mustering up of something. We, we've probably all interacted with, with someone who, who has that external praise, but it's clear that it's only surface level. No, true praise is different. It, it has to come from the heart, the heart that's been strengthened by grace. It grows and matures more and more as it understands and wonders at and loves to be strengthened by the grace of God. 
The person who has trusted in Christ and has found Him to be faithful through thick and through thin. The person who's looked to Christ and seen the beauty of the atoning sacrifice of Him on the cross. The person who's been strengthened by the grace that comes through Jesus Christ. That kind of person cannot help but overflow with thanksgiving and with praise. But it's not just an internal reality. It it springs up from the heart, but it also becomes external. It's the fruit of lips. The inward reality of a strengthening by grace becomes outward worship. When we acknowledge the name of the Lord with our lips, when we confess the name of Christ with our mouths, when we give thanks to God with our voice, this is a sacrifice that God desires. Let's mark 2021 as a year of continual praise and thanksgiving for the ways God has richly blessed us. How easy is it to only look at the ways in which we've lost and not look at what we have in Christ? Let's give Christ the praise and honor he deserves from the heart, from our lips, always this year. Let's mark 2021 as a year of praise in our church. Bearing the reproach of Christ, living a life of praise, but also living a life of compassion and self-sacrifice. Come to verse 16. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Another call to self-sacrifice. This is another kind of living sacrifice that's pleasing to the Lord. And yet again, Jesus' sacrifice in our place is what gives us an opportunity to follow in his footsteps. Giving up of ourselves for the good of others. This is love for our neighbor. It should only be natural for us who have received so much from the Lord to give as we have received. We follow Jesus in this. He gave everything, and so we too give out of the abundance that we've been given. This means a life of compassion. If if sympathy is knowing what someone feels and empathy is feeling with them as they feel, compassion is walking walking with someone in those places of difficulty and joy and trial. Who are the people that you could show compassion to? this coming year? Do you know people who are poor or lonely or disadvantaged around you? Living life outside the camp, so to speak, could mean giving up some comfort to show compassion to them. It could be as simple as striking up a conversation with someone who clearly needs it or inviting them into your life, being a part of your regular patterns. Maybe it means a new friendship needs to be formed with someone who's in need and you invest in that person and you give up your own possessions as that person needs them. Maybe it means making a little extra room in your 2021 budget to bring meals to those in the church who are overwhelmed or to give to the care and share fund for those in need or to always have an open seat at the dinner table might even mean finally having that awkward conversation with your neighbor about Jesus. What could it look like to live a life of compassion for those who are lost, hurting, and in need in our community? This is a kind of sacrifice that is pleasing to God. 
We trust in Christ. We're strengthened by the grace that comes through Him alone, and it overflows in our life. So let's make 2021 a year when we're marked by a deep, compassionate, self-sacrificial love for those around us. Who we follow, where we look, how we live. These are marks of faithful perseverance. We, we follow Christ. And even those who have pointed us to Christ, we know that Christ is constant. The hope in Him that was there yesterday is the same hope that we have today and will be forever. We look to the cross. It's our only hope. And it's the better sacrifice. We can feast on Christ, be strengthened by the grace that comes from Him. And we live in light of those things. Faithful perseverance means living like Christ, bearing the reproach of Christ, offering praise to God, and yes, even giving up of ourselves for the good of our neighbor. A life of faithful perseverance, no matter what. So friends, let's mark this coming year, 2021, as a year when we faithfully persevere, no matter what the year brings, whether ease or difficulty, whether plenty or want, whether much or little, whatever comes, let's live confident in Christ, following Him, never giving up. We can trust in Christ. We can find grace in Christ. We can live for Christ. Let's pray together. Well, God, we do ask you to give us strength in the coming year. Please strengthen us by your grace to persevere faithfully no matter what comes in 2021. You've given us so much, and we thank you for that. We praise you for that. And even when we don't have very much or when things are stripped away, please give us the strength to bless your name we know that our hope in Christ is sure, and we thank you for that. And as we go to the, come to the end of 2020 and move into 2021, please help us to live with faithful perseverance, honoring you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.